Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, coming to you live from Martha's Vineyard. I'll have two shows here on the Vineyard tonight and next Monday, July 10th, so be sure not to miss out on these two special edition road shows. A little uh, different tonight this week. If you want to call in, uh, the number is going to be 978-701-5063. That's 978-701-5063. Well, it's been a busy past few days with the new NHL year starting, and the Bruins have been making moves left and right. Let's start with the biggest news, and that's that Milan Lucic will be returning to Boston. However, Tyler Bertuzzi, Taylor Hall, Garnett Hathaway, Dmitry Orlov, and Connor Clifton are all out. At the, end of, at the end of the day, this is for cap space for the Bees. As far as the goalie situation is concerned, it is looking like the Bees will be keeping both Linus Elmark and Jeremy Swayman. So another year of Elmark and Swayman switching back and forth in net to only stick with Linus Elmark in the playoffs? I don't know. So it'll be interesting to see if the Bruins take a different approach to the goalie situation this year after what happened last year. Still no news on the Patrice Bergeron or David Krejci front, but they're both taking their time with their decision, and when they do, we will know. Obviously a big part uh, that will alter Bergeron's decision is the fact that him and his wife are expecting another baby. However, it has been speculated that Bergeron and Krejci were big parts in bringing back Milan Lucci, so take that as you will. Last Monday was the NHL Awards, and the Bruins brought home some hardware. Lena Selmark won the Vesna Trophy, Patrice Bergeron won the Selkie, and head coach Jim Montgomery won the Jack Adams Award. Moving on to the NBA and the Boston Celtics, Marcus Smart finally has spoken out about getting traded, saying he was actually asleep, and his agent called his fiance, and that's how, that's how we found out that he was being traded. What stings even more is the week before, he was told that he was good and was not going to be traded. Smart also felt the need to speak out about his relationship with Jalen Brown and say that him and Brown are brothers and don't have any beef. As far as Jalen Brown is concerned, there still is no max contract extension for him, so you can read into that one one way or another, whether that means the C's might be trying to cook up another trade or maybe they're just going to give him uh, his max contract or keep him uh, where he's at right now. So, you know, something to watch as far as that is uh, concerned. Uh, more news around the NBA. Sports Talk with Harrison Chase guest George Niang signed a three-year, $26 million contract with the Cleveland Cavaliers. So congratulations to George and keep, make us, keep making us proud here in Methuen. Another Massachusetts native in this past year, NBA champion, Bruce Brown will be moving on from the Denver Nuggets and onto the Indiana Pacers for a two-year, $45 million contract. Moving on to the PGA Tour, Ricky Fowler is back in the winner's circle after winning the Rocket Mortgage Classic this past Sunday in a playoff. More news happening around the PGA Tour is that newly released court documents, including a talking points memo that included Tiger Woods at an apparent players meeting only last year before the 2022 Travelers Insurance Open, is now causing lots of controversy as Tiger himself has come out to release a statement that said, in response to the, talk, into, in response to the talking points memo released this weekend, I have never seen this document until today, and I did not attend the players' meeting for which it was prepared at the 2022 Travelers. Which can't be happy about uh, something like this, you know, coming out, and he had no idea about also including his uh, son Charlie. 
So it seems to me like the PGA has crossed a fine line now with Tiger. This was also Tiger's first statement since the Live Golf and PGA Tour merger. If I had to guess, the PGA Tour will now be in damage control mode even more than they were before. Not only did they not tell anyone about the merger happening, but now this additional court document has come out leaking more information that just can't be good for the PGA Tour. Moving on to the MLB and the Boston Red Sox, they have gained some ground on the Toronto Blue Jays after sweeping them this past weekend 3-0 in Toronto, and now will come home for a three-game series against a tough Texas Rangers team before going against a much easier Oakland A's team for a three-game series before going on the All-Star break. Speaking of the All-Star break, Red Sox pitcher Kenley Jansen will be the player from the Red Sox to represent the team at this year's 2023 All-Star game in Seattle. Now, I don't know about all of you, but for the past couple years, as long as I can remember, the Red Sox always tank after the All-Star break. All things considered, how much worse can the Sox actually get than they already are? Well, my answer to you is, I don't know, but I sure hope that this, that after this year's All-Star break, it'll be different than before, because if it isn't, they'll be in a lot of trouble, and I would only think they would be getting closer and closer to firing Hein Bloom and Alex Cora. So with that, uh, I'll open up the phone lines, 978-701-5063. That's 978-701-5063. You're listening to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, The Roadshow Edition, coming to you live from Montes Vineyard. So just uh, starting back at the top where I started, lots of, uh, lots of not trades, but you know stuff happening uh, with the Boston Bruins. Uh, and such, so it's going to be interesting to to see how it all plays out. Uh, you know, evidently, again, like I said in the beginning, this is all for the cap space and making space um, for that. Might not necessarily mean that this upcoming year uh, will be the best year, but years after that uh, will create the more the more space in the cap um, for them. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, what happens is, as far as that is concerned. Uh, let's go to the first caller of the day, Ray from Methuen. Ray, what's going on today? It is it is great down here, Ray. It's sunny and beautiful out, and it can't get any better than this. What do you got? What do you got going on? Are you are you biting your tongue a little bit uh, after the Red Sox had a great uh, sweep of the Toronto Blue Jays this past weekend, Ray? Second day. 
I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so... because I can always go back to it. And it's that the fact that, you know, like, you know, uh, it goes back, you know, to signing either Chris Sale or signing Xander Bogarts and, um, and Mookie Betts. And now I know they're both, uh, maybe not uh, Bogarts, but um, Betts uh, might be having a, a tough time right now and, and a little slump. But, you know, I would have rather taken those two than taken just one in Chris Sale. I mean, this guy, he's hes pitched, what, maybe like 20 games or something like that over the past three, four years of his contract? I mean, it's pathetic. Well, you're right. You're right about that. about that best effort stuff to be honest with you because you know what we signed him to a deal we signed him to a deal you know he is supposed to live up to his expectations and he doesn't he doesn't now granted when you know I don't know if he's injury prone I don't know if we if the Red Sox knew about that ahead of time but I mean give me a break and you know what if this guy's injury prone then he should be taking the precautions to, to be better to stay healthier you know you have you have guys who are professional athletes like Tom Brady, who, you know, isn't going to lift uh, the heaviest weights in the weight room. But he does other sorts of exercises to stay healthy, to stay strong, keep his mu muscles happy, or healthy, rather. You know, not this Chris Sale type of stuff, you know, going on a bike ride and, you know, oh, falling on my ankle. Give me a break. Well, now, wait a minute. You, you can't, you can't uh, say that he planned any of this stuff. No, he didn't plan it. He didn't plan it, but he... Maybe he could have been. Well, then don't go on a bike. Don't go on a bike. So many of these players have deals in their contracts. Right. So many, so many, so many of these professional athletes have deals in their contracts that say, okay, you, you cannot bike. You cannot go skiing. You cannot go snowboarding. You cannot do the things that you like to do that might cost you, you know, a year of, of playing time. There's, there's stuff in, in players' contracts that are like that, and quite frankly, it seems like, you know, Chris Seale should have that, that, you know, maybe he shouldn't lift a thumb. Get a limo service, Uber. Who is it? Casas? Uh, he lives 
else besides the Red Sox, right? It's the new year. It's the new year that's yeah. that's happening. It's like the most bet, the over is the most like is the most popular bet uh, that there is right now in Vegas. Yeah, well, I would think so. You know, uh... 
as always uh, for calling in, Ray. Appreciate it. Okay. We'll see you later. All right. All right. So there's uh, Ray from uh, Methuen um, for you uh, with a few takes uh, on the Red Sox, uh, mainly a few takes on the Celtics, a few takes uh, on the Bruins. Um, yeah, a lot of people are disappointed, I think mostly, with that, with that, with the Taylor Hall. Um, but even now, I mean, these, these guys... Bertuzzi, Hall, Hathaway, Orloff, Clifton, those are all really key guys, uh, you know, that, that helped, um, you know, make the Bruins who they were this past year. And evidently they just couldn't make it happen uh, when it came down to signing the contracts and then also uh, worrying about the cap space at the, at the same time. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward with the Bruins, how they're going to be this year. Again, a big question mark is – is Patrice Bergeron going to stay? Is David Krejci going to stay? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. However, I did think I heard something um, from, I think it was Cam Naley or Don Sweeney, basically saying that they're not expecting them to come back at all. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what what that what that is, what that means. Um, so with that, let's go to Bob from Methuen. Bob, what's going on? Good evening. How are you? Good. How are you? I am doing good, thank you. Listen, just a quick thought about those Red Sox. I wish they played the Blue Jays all year long. Yeah. We, we, may be, we may be in a better standings if we stuck with the Blue Jays. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Seven in a row. Seven in a row. Doesn't look too good, Allison. I know. All stuff great coming up. You're going to be getting as bad as I can have. Yeah, but you know, that's tough to, to believe in, Bob, because uh, historically, or at least the past few years, that I can remember the Red Sox are never good after the All-Star break and always tank. But then I ask myself, well, how much more can the Red Sox actually tank after a terrible first half of the year? Absolutely. And I totally agree that the second half is that way. That's just the way the years have progressed. And, you know, and after seeing who's getting hurt, who's going down, it doesn't seem to get any better at least this year either. Yeah, absolutely not. You know, I'm just going to hope and pray that around the corner in the uh, sport, the NFL will be practicing and starting and getting on the field and talking a lot of football. I know it's a little premature, but I'm looking forward to that, Harrison. Yeah, absolutely. Football season's definitely right around the corner, uh, about a little less than a month away, um, you know, with the, with the preseason uh, workouts and everything. And uh, so it should, be, it should be interesting to see. Patriots... I think a lot of uh, I think a lot of people, or excuse me, I think the Patriots are going to surprise a lot of people this year. I think they might be a lot better than people think. I think Mac Jones is going to have a great year. I think Mac Jones is going to have the year that everybody expected him to have last year, uh, coming off of his rookie year. I think that year is going to be this year. Finally, has a good offensive coordinator uh, in Billy O'Brien, and I think the Patriots are going to be in good shape this year. I really do. I think they're going to shock a lot of people. As a matter of fact, uh, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Mac Jones and Barry O'Brien play to get him in Alabama? They, they, they didn't, uh, Bob. A lot of people actually misunderstand this. Mac Jones was leaving Alabama. Billy O'Brien was coming in. Uh, so Mac Jones actually helped uh, Billy O'Brien understand uh, the Alabama offense, if you will. 
uh, a little better and, and help him as far as that is concerned. But they never uh, actually, you know, played a game together where it was, you know, Billy O'Brien as the coach and uh, Mac Jones as the quarterback. Uh, however, they are familiar with each other. Yes, yes. And I think with the change of leadership this year that New England, Mac Jones will have a better year. And I, I totally well, you know, Bob, they, they, they do say good minds think alike, so I think that's good. Sellers, though I don't think they're 
know, I, I feel as if the Red Sox, they don't have too much, you know, star power. They don't have that one guy who they can, you know, or maybe they do in, you know, Devers or, or somebody like that, but they're not going to. But, you know, I feel like they might have to trade, you know, two or three guys to maybe get that one guy, get that one starting pitcher to get, you know, to have. Right. Now, you know, there are a lot of names out there, and, you know, like the Mets are lousy and Verlander, and, and, and you know, they're saying he could be right. available. You know, there's, there's people, there's players available. Of course, with these crazy salaries nowadays, you never know what's going to happen. Teams might say, you know what, we made a mistake on that and let the guy go. Right. Uh, the other one I wanted to quickly mention, well, I don't know how much you talked about the NBA. Um, Damian Lillard, of course, wants out of Portland. He wants to go to Miami. I read an interesting article about uh, Danny Ainge really liking him. Uh, would love to bring him to Utah. Interesting. That'd be kind of interesting to see Danny Ainge doing the Celtics a favor, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Taking him away from Miami, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I don't know if it was him, but I think I, uh, maybe it was one of the other stars that's, you know, looking to be traded. But I thought I saw, uh, you know, Jason Tatum might be trying to, you know, recruit him. I don't know if that's the same person or not, but I thought I heard something along those lines. That would be something. Yeah. That really would be something. Yeah. I think we're all, uh, we all can't wait for next Celtic season just to see uh, what they can put together. You know, considering, you know, certainly Pusingas, uh, you know, what he does for this team. Right. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, all right, Garrison, thanks very much for your time. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, so there's uh, Joe from Andover for you with a few takes. Uh, on the Red Sox, who takes on the uh, on on the Celtics, um, and it's good. It's good to hear uh, some optimism uh, from some of the callers and listeners. Uh, that hey, I you know Joe thinks that the Red Sox uh, are gonna turn things around the second half of the season after the All Star break, and frankly, do the opposite about what we all think that uh, or some people here on the show think that's gonna happen, and that's what they've done the past few years historically and kind of tanked after the All-Star break. Um, but I do. I like that. I like that point Joe brings up. Stop looking at the season as, you know, 81 games, 40 here, 40 there. You know, start dividing it up. Nine games, 12 games here. You know, try and look at, you know, you know, okay, let's try and get, you know, these next, you know, seven out of nine, nine out of 12, uh, stuff like that. And, you know, <clears throat> one thing that Joe brought up was, Coming up in the beginning, or you know, of after the uh, of the All Star break, um, you know, the Red Sox have a chance to to, to make some moves and um, you know actually win you know nine out of those twelve games. Um, you know, just looking after the All Star break, you know, like like Joe and I said, tough series coming up next uh, against the Rangers. But then again, uh, you know, Bayo pitching that you know that helps. He can shut them down we get a uh, Red Sox get a few good hits and there you go you know the Red Sox take maybe one game from the Rangers and then you know they play the the athletics in my opinion they should sweep the athletics and then they they have uh, you know they go on that all-star break they play the Cubs for a three-game series athletics for a three-game series Mets for a three-game series so there you go you have uh, you know 12 games or let me see uh, three six Nine, so not you know nine games right there, uh, you know, and then you include uh, before the All Star break with the uh, with the Athletics. Those so that's twelve right there. There's a good shot. There's a good chance uh, that the Red Sox can turn things around 
and have a better second half uh, of a season. So we'll see what happens. Anyways, you're listening to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase live from Martha's Vineyard on Merrimack Valley Public Radio. If you want to call in, 978-701-5063. That's 978-701-5063. With that, let's go to Bill from the car. Bill, what's going on today? Harrison, couple takes. Yep. Um, So, with the Red Sox, right? Yep. So, they're 500 pretty much. Yeah. What, I mean, I I pretty much expected them to be a 500 team myself, expectation-wise. What what were you thinking, you know, when they were coming out of spring training? Oh, yeah, 500, if that, you know, maybe a little better. But definitely, you know, something along those lines. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting... Right, I wasn't expecting them to be anything special. Right, right. You know, and Chris Sale, you know what, honestly, I, I don't blame the guy. I think it's just bad luck. And, you know, it's, it, it is what it is with him. Um, Bill, know. I brought this up with Ray. Yeah. And you, 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 did you hear the, the, the whole thing about, you know, how Tom Brady takes care of his body and he might not necessarily be lifting the most in the weight room, but he's doing other things to keep his muscles strong, to stay healthy. Do, you know, do you think there's any of that to be said with Chris Seale, maybe? I just think it's his build, honestly. He's so slight that, you know, he's just one of those guys that, you know, he's not built like a Roger Clemens, so to speak, from my era. You know, he, this guy is, he's, he's thin, he's slim, he's, you know, there's not a lot to him. And he it's susceptible to injury, and that's the way that he's built. He's not a guy that's going to put on 50 pounds in the offseason. You know? um, I don't know what he's done you know, for you know, offseason workouts. I would imagine a guy like him would be training pretty hard. Um, I hope so. Not just going out there, you know, winging it, so to speak. But anyways, we have to move on from him. Um, you know, they, they've played some horrible defense, made some knucklehead plays in the field, so if they can self-correct some of that, play it a little tighter, you know, they, you know, they're probably, they're a 500 team, you know, they're not gonna do, I, I can't see them doing anything better than that, you know, especially with, you know, the shortstop travesty that they got going on, and playing outfielders at shortstop, and, you know, that's, a, that's another pet peeve of mine that, you know, Bloom should have realized going into the season. You're the Boston Red Sox. You don't have a outfielder playing shortstop with Kiki, you know. And yeah. Kiki was there for the majority of the first half of the season. So, you know, that's on Bloom. Um, I don't think any of it's on Cora, to be honest with you. Um, but how about Cora's approach to it? How about Cora's approach to it? We're not the best team. We're not the worst team. We're right in the middle. It, that doesn't give you any drive. I, and, Bill, I know you from everybody. You are a big positive guy, vibrating positivity, all that stuff. How does that give you any type of drive? Yeah, we're not the best team. We're not the worst team. We're right in the middle. There's no drive. No reason for them wanting to get better. Yeah, I mean, I just think that's sort of like what Belichick says. You know, we are what we are. We, you know, it is what it is. If we're a 2-2 two and two team at the after the first quarter of the year, that's that's how we've played. I think Cora's just, he's not BSing anybody. He's 
talent the way that it is. I mean, I think part of that is probably trying to deflect some of the blame, and it, it isn't his fault off of him. Um, I'm just saying, he, you know, he's doing the best he can with what he has. Yeah, that's it's my, it's it's in my uh, opinion on the Red Sox. They're a 500 team, if best, and um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what they have in store. You know, I don't know. I think it's a waste of a season, to be honest with you. And I don't know. They make a big splash with Otani. Who knows? I I don't think that that's what's going to happen. But um, you know, like if they they come in last again, and or they they really go downhill in the second half, I think Bloom's going to end up losing his job. Somebody's somebody. It's going to be somebody. Yeah, you. But usually in these situations, if if you know, the manager, you know, loses his job or, you know, GM does, It's then it's, you know, they both do, you know. So most likely Heimblum and Cora will both be out because they'll bring in somebody new and they'll want to, you know, have their own coach and have their own, uh, you know, locker room, their own clubhouse. But it'll be interesting to see. And you talk about uh, Alex Cora deflecting and kind of standing up for himself. Well, maybe that's him standing up for himself when it comes down to, you know, him and, and Hein Bloom. Maybe he feels as if he has to separate a little bit from Hein Bloom, not defend him, defend himself, because at the end of the day, uh, somebody new might come in and he has a chance of staying there uh, rather than uh, being fired and another new head coach coming in. And, and 
Jordan and Pippen, they, they, they were able to coexist and win six championships. I don't see Tatum and Brown coexisting like this. There's something to do I agree. with their chemistry. I agree. And the Celtics better think before they sign him to, uh, to Brown, with Brown anyway. Well, it seems like they are. They haven't signed him yet. Right, they haven't done that yet, which makes you think maybe they aren't going to sign him. Right? Maybe they aren't going to give him the max contract. Maybe they're fishing around to try and trade him. I think Stevens has something up his sleeve. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's to try to get Dane Lillard. Yeah, yeah, yeah Dane Lillard. Yeah, you know, over to Boston and ship Brown out. Um, I, I don't know. I just think it's... I think it's... I just think that there's something there. And I... I don't know. I just myself, I don't want to give Browns. I don't want to give them a max deal. I just don't. I mean, you know, he, he, he's come out and said that he, he doesn't like Boston or Boston's a hard place to start a business and, you know, he's, you know, going to talk his mouth and, you know, I just, it's just, and the chem, it's mostly the chemistry between him and Tate. I just don't think it's there. I, and I don't think Brown wants to take a second like seat to him. I think he wants to be on his own team and be the guy and then have another guy that's, you know, a tier below him. So similar to Marcus Smart? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, again, I'm okay with Smart leaving. And I'm, you know, he, 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 I'm, I'm going to miss his grit and his hustle, but that's pretty much it. I'm not going to miss his... His ball handling skills, or hucking up a three, hucking up a three, or whatever. Um, but I, I, my, my big point is, you know, three hundred million plus is a lot to give to Jalen Brown, and we just got to make sure that him and Tatum are, are on the same page before we we give them that type of money. Or is the Porzingis signing is that something for a backup, just in case Brown does the part? Interesting take there. No. No. Get rid of him. I mean, that's a big, that's a lot of, that's like a. Give this team to Tatum. Give this team to Tatum. Let Tatum run it. Yeah. You know, they got, they got rid of Marcus Smart, which was a big step. Now get rid of Brown. And honestly, Tatum's, he plays a lot of games and he plays a lot of minutes. So it's not like he's one of these superstars that is out for, you know, 25 games a year. Like you know Kyrie or one of these other guys, you know Tatum's Tatum Tatum's here every game. Yeah, you he know? is, and it's tough to even get him to sit. You know, a lot of people say that he actually plays too many games, and the Celtics should be resting him more. But I think Stevens, and you heard it live on the Harrison Chase show, Steven, Stevens has another deal coming. I don't know what it is, but there's something big coming. All right. Thanks as always, Bill. Appreciate it. All right. So there's uh, Bill from the car uh, for you with a few takes uh, on the Red Sox and uh, and the Celtics. Um, so all all really you know interesting stuff. The biggest thing I I think was get John Henry to sell the team. Wow, isn't that interesting? Let's go to a big Red Sox fan, Derwin. Derwin, what's going on? 
Happy Fourth of July, Derwin, to you too and your family. Thank you. Thanks. So, I, before I talk stocks, I'm going to talk Celtics here because I, you know, I couldn't agree more with you. So, Jalen Brown's going to go, and I think there's something, there's something being cooked up here. I, I, I think Tatum's going to take this team. I, I think that's the reason why Steve is calling about Lillard out of Portland there because I think he wants to get, he wants to get something in a big three. I don't see them giving them back to Max Crockett and Brown. I just don't. I just don't see it. You know, and Steve isn't afraid to make these deals. The Red Sox are great. The Red Sox are great with their farm system, Derwin. Soccer. 
Yeah. I just don't, I, I, I don't see it. And, and, and I think I, got, I get that confirmed. That so you don't, so you don't see it. So you don't see it. I don't know if you heard Bill from the car, but he says it starts from the top. John Henry should sell the team. Whether you think it's going to happen or not, do you think he should sell the team? Yes. Okay. I think they need an owner that's committed. I think they need, they, they need an owner that, that is, that's committed to winning, that's committed to bringing another championship here. You know, someone that, that's going to be in the public eye. Not, you know, not a, not a Jeremy Jacobs. That, that's basically John Henry's turning into here. He's basically turning into a guy you never hear from. Right? I mean, I want, I want a guy like Bob Kraft on this team because at least he, you know what the Patriots, I mean, he came out and he said to Bel- he said about Belichick, he said, money's never been an issue. If I don't spend money on this team, I'm going to sell the franchise. That's the type of owner, owner that I want for the Red Sox. And, and hope to God some sometime, maybe Henry turn, turns around, I doubt it. But I, I agree with Bill, they got to sell this franchise. they got to sell it, they got to have somebody that's going to spend money, number one, and number two, that's really going to be committed to, to a winning culture here. Because right now, that's, that's I, don't, I don't see it right now, so... Anyhow, we've been talking to you, my friend. We'll, we'll talk to you again next week. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Derwin. Appreciate it. All right, so there's uh, Derwin for you. And I think at the end of the day, wow, uh, a lot of people are now, I have uh, two people now, Bill from the car and Derwin, saying John Henry should sell the team because it starts from the top and moves its way down. And so if the Red Sox aren't doing, uh, if they're not enough, does John Henry have to sell the team? You're listening to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio Roadshow Edition, coming to you live from Martha's Vineyard. Have about 5-10 minutes left here on the show. Go ahead and call in 978-701-5063. That's 978-701-5063. You're listening to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, coming to you live from Martha's Vineyard. More uh, MLB, uh, MLB and baseball, uh, baseball news. Uh, shout out to Methuen native Dom Keegan, uh, who the Tampa Bay Rays have promoted uh, to the Bowling Green Hot Rods, uh, which is the Tampa Rays single A baseball team. So congratulations uh, to you, Dom, and uh, you know keep making us a proud in Methuen, just like uh, another Methuen native, George Niang, who was on the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, but. Uh, just agreed uh, to a three-year, $26 million contract uh, with the Cleveland Cavaliers. So congratulations to you both. Keep keep doing what you're doing. Um, you know, you're, you're doing it, so just keep it up. Uh, lots of stuff happening today that we've talked about. Obviously have the uh, Boston Bruins who have gotten rid of, I mean, not everybody, but a lot of the key guys, Tyler Bertuzzi, Taylor Hall, Garnett Hathaway, Dimitri Orlov, Connor Clifton, all out, right? However, they do bring back Milan Lucic, so take that as you will. Uh, you know, apparently Bergeron and Krejci were uh, big on that deal, big to help them, you know, get in on that. Um, so what's that tell you? Does that tell you that Bergeron and Krejci possibly talked to Lucic and said, yeah, we'll both give it another year or two uh, with you by our side uh, to try and get it done, try and win another cup, and you know, then call it quits. So have to see what happens, but I think it's going to be interesting. I don't think uh, the Bruins are done as far as trades and all that stuff and signings. I think there's still more to have, as well as uh, the Boston Celtics, who 
uh, a bill from the car, and Derwin said, who they think Brad Stevens might have something up his sleeve. So it'll be interesting to see if he indeed does. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing to, uh, you know, don't overlook the fact that they have not signed Jalen Brown to his max contract extension. I think there's there's something, there's, there is a reason to it. There has to be a reason to that. And, you know, I think that just means the Celtics might not be done. They might try and look uh, for a big guy like Damian Lillard uh, or someone else who's a big name, who can be a big, you know, third guy with, um, you know, with, with uh, Tatum. So, you know, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see, but, you know, I think, I think, you know, with the Celtics getting rid of Marcus Smart, that clears out one of the guys who thinks that he's, you know, one of the best, if not the best on the team, and he should be running the team, and he should always have the ball, and he should always shoot the ball when it comes down to that, you know, five seconds left on the clock, and you're trying to hit the game game winner buzzer beater. And so, you know, now it's Brown and Tatum. You get rid of one and Smart. I think I think if the C's get rid of uh, Brown, I think, I think they'll be in a little better shape. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, lots of offseason, um, you know, to come. Don't want to, you know, overlook, um, you know, the classic August trades and August signings and such. So there's there's a long, you know, there's, a, there's, there's some time here, um, you know, to kind of sit on this and kind of see where things are going. Um, but it certainly will be interesting to see where the Bruins end up you know, kind of going into the season, where the Celtics end up going into the season, uh, and how they end up. Uh, and another team to, to look at is the team that's halfway through their season, and that's the Boston Red Sox. How are the Boston Red Sox going to end up um, at the end of the season? Are they going to end up in last place again, or are they going to end up a little better than uh, last place, possibly make the uh, wild card game, make the playoffs, something like that? It's possible. Anything's possible. You know, they're not far out of the Blue Jays. they got to catch the Yankees. It's, it's possible. You know, uh, September's a big month to uh, come back and, you know, you're playing those division rivals and, you know, make a real real shift in things. You know, I'll say this. I don't think anybody's ca- uh, catching the Rays. You know, the Rays are, are way out there. Um, like, they'd have to really choke. To be honest with you, the Rays would have to pull a Red Sox after the All-Star break and choke for this division to kind of go all loopy, to be quite honest with you. But, you know, I, I would say, you know, the Yankees, Blue Jays, Sox, those last three teams, you know, stuff can switch out, especially if the Red Sox decide to go on uh, a bit of a run, like uh, Joe was saying, you know, they have 12 games. After this Rangers series, they have 12 games coming up. They have the Athletics for three games, they have Cubs for three games, Athletics again for three games, and then the Mets for three games. Right there are 12 games that you can say, yep, they can go, you know, win, you know, win at least nine out of those 12, right? So, you know, to be quite honest with you, the athletics, you know, those two series with the athletics, though, I mean, that really, technically speaking, it should be 6-0. and Is that going to happen? Probably not, but it really should be 6-0 and against that team. And to be quite honest with you, if the Sox are able to go against the Blue Jays and sweep them in Toronto for three games, they absolutely should be able to sweep the Athletics at home for three games and then go to Oakland and sweep the Athletics for three games. So if you ask me, it's there. 
it's there. So it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward for the Red Sox the second half of the season. Uh, if anything happens, I you know I know it's a, a little less than a month away, but the trade deadline, you know, will the uh, will the Red Sox do anything at the trade deadline? Like Derwin said, are they going to be sellers? Are they going to be buyers? Nobody really knows yet, but you know we'll have to we'll have to see, um, you know what happens, um, you know when it when it comes to that. So, um, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting summer, I think, with the second half of the Red Sox. Um, you know, second second half of the Red Sox off season for the Celtics and the Bruins. If they make any more moves, if they don't, what's going to happen with Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci? Do they come back? Do they not? Nobody really knows, right? Um, and then, obviously, with the Celtics, as far as they're concerned, you know, what do they do uh, when it comes to Jalen Brown? Is Jalen Brown gone? Does you know? Does um, Brad Stevens indeed have something up his sleeve um, when it comes to him? I don't know, or just the Celtics in general. I don't know. Nobody really knows. But like I said before, and I'll say it again, don't overlook the fact that Brown hasn't been signed to the max uh, contract extension. Anyways, that's going to do it for me today here on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase. Coming to you live, Roadshow number one, special edition from Martha's Vineyard. We'll be back right here, same time next week, 5 o'clock, July 10th. On the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio. Coming to you live from Martha's Vineyard. As always, thank you to all my listeners and callers and uh, all my supporters on social media. And for day-to-day hourly updates, you can follow me on Twitter at HarrisonChase5. That's HarrisonChase5 on Twitter. Happy Fourth of July, everybody. Stay safe, stay healthy. And I'll see you next week right here on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase.